Hey, good morning and welcome everybody to Sunday morning worship at Airline Baptist Church. We're so glad that you decided to join us. And hey, I want to take this time to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a wonderful day and are able to spend it celebrating with your family and your loved ones. So you enjoy your day. We love you and thank you for all that you do. Hey, before we begin our worship this morning, I want you to watch this very special video. We had an opportunity earlier in the week on Monday to baptize a young lady, Hannah Callahan, in the river above Helen. I want you to watch this video and enjoy this time together as her dad baptizes her. And then right after that, we'll come back and sing and worship and begin our service. This is awesome. This is more biblical, isn't it, Hannah? You get to be in, in the river like the Lord was. We're so proud of this young lady, and I'm honored that she asked me to come and, and witness it and video it so we can share it with our church on Sunday. Um, Hannah knows beyond any doubt Jesus is her Lord and Savior, and her dad was telling me what a difference he's seen in her since then. Jesus makes all the difference in the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray together, and then we'll turn the video on, okay? Father, thank you so much for a beautiful day, the day that you've made. We have so much to rejoice and be glad and thankful for. Most of all, we thank you for Hannah and her receiving the beautiful gift of salvation. God, thank you for the sweetness of a daddy baptizing his little girl in the river today. Thank you, God, that she is a new creation, and she's not ashamed to let people know that. Pray you'd be honored in this time and in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hannah was having some doubts, doubts about God, doubts about herself, and she was scared, and she came to her mom and talked, and Hannah requested to speak with uh, my dear friend, Pastor Mike, and uh, Pastor Mike talked to her and led her to Christ, and uh, Hannah reminded me of the, the Ethiopian eunuch, the powerful Ethiopian eunuch that was uh, uh, witnessed to by Philip and led to Christ, and, and the eunuch immediately said, what hinders me from being baptized? I can be baptized in this water. Stopped all the chariots and everything. He was baptized. Hannah was the same way. She wanted to go across the street and be baptized in fun immediately. But we had to talk her into waiting so that we could have a, a bit of a gathering. Hannah, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame, I'm laying them down for the joy of the trading my sickness I'm trading my pain I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord yes 
Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. I am pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I am blessed beyond the curse, for his promise will endure, that his joy is going to be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, his joy comes in the morning. I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame. Persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I am blessed beyond the curse, for his promise will endure that his joy is gonna be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, his joy comes in the morning. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading. Standing, standing, I'm 
standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises I cannot fall, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of Hey everyone, thank y'all for tuning in this morning. My name is Andrew Fogarty and I'm the student pastor here at Airline Baptist Church. Um, I just wanna thank you guys for your faithfulness and giving during this time. Um, if you've been watching our streams every single week, you've just uh, been able to watch the quality of our streams improve week in and week out. Um, that's because of your giving. Um, your giving has allowed us to, to upgrade our technology and our equipment um, so that way we can just produce a better stream for you guys during this time. Um, hopefully we won't have to stream that much longer and rely on that. Hopefully we can fill this building soon and see your smiling faces because I know that we have all missed that. Um, so thank you during this season of, of quarantine for just being so faithful with your gifts and just giving to the church and really giving above and beyond so that we can do upgrades like this. I just wanna remind you guys, there's three ways to give. First way, you can send a check in the mail. You can come by and drop in the mailbox. That's the first way. The second thing is you can go to airlinebaptist.org and uh, you can follow the link there. And then the third way is you can do a text to give. And if you text Airline Baptist, all one word, to 77977, that's another way you can give. Hey, this morning, I want you guys to be praying for our pastor, um, him and his wife, Miss Julie, as they're in, as they're in Jacksonville um, with the, the recent passing of her father this week. Um, just be praying for them. I know it's a really difficult time for them. Um, and I know our pastor and his wife just need a lot of strength as just because he also preached a funeral yesterday uh, for a young man that was in his student ministry in Warner Robins. And so with him having a lot going on, I know he's trying to choose joy during this time. And so just um, lift him up in your prayers just to give him some extra strength during this time. And I know he'll greatly appreciate that. But hey, I want you guys to buckle up because he won't be filling the pulpit this morning, but we're gonna be blessed because Pastor Chase Reed is gonna bring us an awesome message from the word. And so let's pray and we'll get back to worship. God, we love you. Thank you for this morning. God, I thank you specifically for mothers as we celebrate them today. God, I pray that Chase's message today will just speak to them in just a powerful way. God, I pray that your, your word will speak to all of us as well in just a magnificent way. God, we believe in the power of your word. And we just pray that it continues to pour its power out in our lives. God, I pray for our, our giving today. Um, I thank you for our church family just being so willing to, to give during this time. We love you. Pray this in your name. Amen.
Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I hope you guys really enjoyed our worship today and we're going to continue worshiping as we take a look at God's Word. But first, before we do that, I thought it was appropriate on this Mother's Day that we take a look at a few momisms, mom sayings. Maybe your mom has said one of these. Have you ever heard your mom say, if you could stay out last night, you can get up this morning? What about this one? For the nine months I carried you, growing inside me, there's no charge. My mom used to say that. Or, or this one, your room is a pigsty. Or you better pray that comes out of the carpet. What about, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. Or this one, this is very personal to me. Uh, Cameron, Connor, Chase, whichever one you are, come here right now. I heard that one a lot and still do. Or this one, this is very prophetic right here. Always wear clean underwear in case you get in an accident. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but hold on, wait, what, what about these? Have you ever heard your mom say this? I'm a dog. I want the crumbs. Give me the crumbs. Jesus I know you didn't come to save a person like me, but could you please save my daughter? Now, those three were a little bit different than the previous ones I read because those are something echoed in the Bible. In fact, we're going to be talking about those today as we look at a mother of great faith. Arguably, the greatest faith in all of the Bible. In fact, 
in the New Testament, we see recorded that Jesus only said, you have great faith to two people, and she's one of them. We find it in Matthew 15. In fact, her faith was so strong, she was a mother of such great faith, in all of biblical canon, she has no name mentioned. She's known only by the region from which she's from. See, this woman modeled her faith in such a way that it sets the standard for encountering Jesus. And that's what mothers do, don't they? They set standards. So here's the breakdown of, of how today's message is going to go. I've got a few points directed specifically for mothers and, and godly mothers, and then one point directed specifically for us as a whole. So if you're tuning in today on live stream, Facebook, YouTube, or on our website, pay attention even if you're not a mother, you're not a mother yet, still listen to those points regarding godly mothers. Maybe you can remind yourself of your own mother or think of someone motherly they apply to, but then at the very end, I have one point specifically talking about all of us. So, Let's jump right in. Let's start. If you have your Bible, your copy of God's Word, you can turn to Matthew chapter 15. We're going to start in verse number 21. If it helps you out in my Bible, uh, this is found on page 1008. So that, if that helps you out. But here we go. Matthew 15, starting in verse number 21. We're going to read the whole thing. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, send her away, for she is crying out after us. Verse number 24, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she talking about that Canaanite woman, came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Let's pray. Dear God, bless this message. Bless your word, God, that it will go out today all over the world. God, though we can't gather in person, God, we are gathered together. Let it go out to all the, the households, God, and not return Void. Father, be with our, our pastor today as God he deals with shepherding his family, leading his family through, through a difficult time. God, bless him, bless every one of us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So, first, let's look at a few things, right? Let's look at where Jesus was because that's important to this whole narrative. See, Jesus was in an area uh, of Tyre and Sidon that was about 35 to 50 miles north of Israel. You could view it as if you're in the U.S. going to Canada. If you're in Mexico going to the U.S., it was just one short little jump of a country up. In fact, specifically, we see right here in verse number 21 that he and his disciples withdrew. They had left Israel. They withdrew 
They wanted to get away and get a little R&R, some rest and relaxation. See, Jesus had been preaching and teaching for a while now. He was telling parables. He was healing people. In fact, he had already had several run-ins and encounters with Pharisees and religious leaders who really were doing their best to stop his ministry. I'm sure the disciples were probably complaining, saying things like, I'm tired. We've done a lot, Jesus. Can we take a vacation? Uh, Jesus, you're really starting to irritate some folks. Maybe we need to take a break before someone tries to kill us. The irony there. So Jesus and his disciples withdrew, and it was actually for a little bit more than some R&R. See, Jesus had a divine appointment outside of the land of the Israelites. See, before they could even get settled in, boom, a woman appears. Mark's account of this says, immediately she appears. So they hadn't even put their bags down, checked into the hotel room yet, and uh, started to hang out by the pool before someone comes to Jesus with a problem. Listen to what verse number 22 says. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. See, this is where, where she's from becomes vastly important. If you know your ancient history, if you know your biblical and Old Testament history, you know that Canaanites and, and Jews had a long history of fighting. There was a long lineage of hate between them. See, the Canaanites, for one, worshipped many gods. They were pagan. They were polytheistic. They didn't worship the I am who I am, like we've been talking about in Exodus on Sunday nights. They didn't worship that God. They worshipped multiple gods. And see, it was no doubt that this Canaanite woman, as she's called from where she's from, worshipped many gods, as was her custom. As a result of this wickedness and involvement in paganism and pagan practices, it's highly likely that she was the cause of this demonic possession and oppression of her daughter. She didn't guard her house. Mothers guard your house. See, cultural wickedness from the outside had seeped in and was spiritually affecting her family. She caused this. Her failure to guard her house had caused this demonic oppression upon her, her daughter. And now she sought Jesus, a teacher, a rabbi, the proclaimed Messiah, someone from outside her culture, from a society that hated her. She sought after him to aid her and to cleanse her household. Unheard of. Unheard of. And really, she didn't even have a clue what she was doing at first. Listen to what she says. She says, son of David. She has no clue of the gravity of the statement that she was making by calling Jesus the son of David. See, by calling Jesus the son of David, she was saying something that the Jews of this time had yet to even say. She had a very abstract view of who he was. She only knew him by the things he had done. See, son of David, she was qualifying that Jesus was in fact the Messiah without having the religious background that the Jews, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees had of that day. And maybe, just maybe, he could help her. So she comes to Jesus, son of David, cries out to him. How does Jesus respond? Silence. Verse number 23 says, but he did not answer her a word. 
How often do we cry out to God and we're answered with silence? See, God uses silence to draw us in just like he's about to do with this woman. God uses silence to draw us closer to him just as about to happen here in the next few verses. So we see Jesus' response. Let's look at how the disciples respond. Well, what, what do they respond with? They respond with uh, piousness and they respond with religious jargon and they respond with what disciples of Jesus probably should respond with. No. They respond with, shut her up. She's messing up our vacation, Jesus. We're trying to hide here. What is she doing? Just, just fix her problem. Let her go on. I'm trying to get my vacation on. Soak up some sun. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away. Mothers, persevere. Mothers, persevere through the silence. Persevere through the critics. Persevere through the culture beating at the doors of your family. Persevere through the waves of depression trying to drown you. Persevere through those saying you're not good enough, those saying you're not doing it right, those saying look at my perfect family. Persevere for that prodigal child. Mothers, persevere. And here we arrive at the meat of the passage. And this is where the story really gets good. See, this is really the part also that actually gets misinterpreted. A lot of people don't understand this part. Jesus breaks his silence finally and answers in verse number 24, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and she knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. See, let's pause and get one thing straight here right off the bat before we go any further. Jesus wasn't being racist or derogatory. A lot of liberal Bible scholars often will use this verse citing that Jesus did in fact have faults and that he didn't live a sinless life on this earth. They claim that he was rude. They claim that he was mocking. They claim that he was judgmental, all to purport some liberal theological theory. And that is simply not true. What Jesus does here is he uses a statement of fact that she already understands, mind you, and by questioning causes her to move into a posture of worship. Jesus says he was sent on behalf of the lost sheep in Israel. He came to be the Jewish Messiah as it was foretold. That's a fact of the Bible. In fact, Paul in Romans later on when he's writing the letter to the Romans solidifies this concept by writing, saying, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for, sal for salvation to everyone who believes. We like to just stop there sometimes, but the fact is there's a comma and the verse continues to the Jew first and then also to the Greek or to the Gentile. Jesus came first for the nation of Israel and as a result came also for the Gentiles. See, the woman had already acknowledged earlier when she greets him as the son of David. She already knew before she started that Jesus was Jewish, that he was the Jewish Messiah, that he came on behalf of the Jews, not necessarily for her people. It's what she was led to believe. But she figured it might work. She figured if she came to him claiming, Son of David, help me, and kneel before him, 
she, he might just help her out. Look at her posture. She kneels before him. Notice her change from earlier in the passage. See, when we start out, when we first see the woman uh, in verse number 22, she comes quoting religious platitudes. She's distraught over what is happening in her house. Her cries go from Messiah of the Jews, please save my daughter, to Lord, help me. In just a few short verses, in just a few short time span of her encountering Jesus, her requests go from very, very basic to very, very personal. It goes from impersonal to personal. Lord, help me. Mothers choose worship over worry. So, if Jesus then came first for the children of Israel, where does this Canaanite woman fit in? Where do we fit in? We're the dogs. We are the little puppy, the feist, as my dad would say. Everybody look to the person. If you're sitting in your living room, look to your, your brother or look to uh, your dad or whoever's with you and say, you're a dog. I heard it back in the sound booth. <laughs> and the thing is, we're not big, strong, large dogs either, but we're little puppies that sit around and whine and drool all day. That's who we are. But see, God came to feed his children first by sending Jesus as an Israelite from the tribe of David for the nation of Israel. And once that covenant was fulfilled, now the Gentiles get to join in and get a little taste. That is the Canaanite woman, that is you and I, first to the Jew and then also to the Gentile. She's saying, Jesus, I don't want the children's plate. I don't want their portion. Let them have it. I'm happy with these crumbs. I'm blessed by these crumbs because anything from you, Father, is a blessing and I will gladly take it whether I'm eating on the floor or eating at the table because it comes from you and anything that comes from you is a blessing. The Canaanite woman had to recognize what she was before Christ could reveal who he was. We have to recognize who we are. See, Jesus didn't call her a dog. Jesus didn't, didn't derogatorily call her a dog. She knew who she was when she came into the presence of righteousness. As a dog in our sins, unrighteous and unholy, the Father still invites us and lets us partake in the food prepared for the children. That's mercy. We deserve to be dogs living on the street, flea-ridden, eating out of garbage cans. But the Master takes us in and allows us to eat the crumbs off the table. A woman... Great is your faith, be it done for you as you desire. Fail, yet persevere, and choose worship over worry. Let's pray. Dear God, we all come to you. I come to you, God, humbly in all. at a God that would save a wretch 
like me. A God that would invite me in and give me blessings that don't even belong to me. That is the God you are, a God of mercy, a God of justice, a God of righteousness that I can't even bear to look upon because I am so unholy in the sight of a holy God. And let there you stand, arms open, inviting each and every one of us in. God, be, be with the church now in this time of pandemic, Father, in this time of chaos where we're spread out, God, but we're still worshiping in our own houses, God. If there's someone sitting at home right now, God, feeling you call them to salvation, Father, feeling them, feeling you call them into the house, God, feeling you call them into the table, Father, let them not be worried, God, but choose to worship you where they're at and accept your call as Lord and Savior over their life. You don't have to be in the church house, Father, for you to accept your divine invitation. Let them not be filled with worry, Father, but let them right here, right now, make a commitment to following you. God bless our mothers. God bless our mothers who are struggling right now, God. I feel it as I was writing this message and listening to your words speak to me, God, that there were mothers out there who were truly struggling with depression and anxiety and, and, and all the things our culture says, you have to do this to be a good mother. God, let those feelings leave them now, God, in this place that we're at. God, let them choose to live the life of a godly mother. And you'll receive all the credit, all the glory for everything that is done. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us again for worship here on Mother's Day at Airline Baptist Church. Whether you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook or on our live stream, either today or later. Again, if you made a commitment today to either follow Jesus, to rededicate your life to Christ, or to allow Him to break some chains that are holding you down. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to rejoice with you. We'd love to pray with you if there's something you're fighting through and struggling right now. Please do not hesitate to go on Facebook and send us a message or email us here at the church or give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray with you. And we'd love to encourage and strengthen you during this time. Thanks again. Have a great day. By the way, church, I want to inform you of a special time that we've got planned Next Sunday night, that's May the 17th, we want to open up the church, sort of. We're going to open up the parking lot. We're going to have an evening of worship in the parking lot area down at the cross. And we want to invite all of you who feel comfortable coming to come and do that. We're going to sing some familiar songs, some good praise and worship songs. And it'll just be a good time for us to worship and celebrate together and just see some folks maybe we haven't seen. We'll observe some social distancing, of course, and kind of space out a little bit. Bring a lawn chair, and we'll just have a good time doing that. So next Sunday evening at 6 p.m., come and enjoy that time together as we sing and celebrate and, and just love one another. It'll be good to see you.